0: Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. We set out to create an entertaining and exciting podcast about law and business, and I think we've done it. Black Letter, the name, comes from the Gothic typeset that was originally used in the Gutenberg Press. Over time, Black Letter became the only font that English law books were printed in. Everything else was printed in regular type. It made it harder for kind of the common person to understand what the English law books said. Black letter came to represent something that was law, that was set in stone, that was sort of old and a well-settled fundamental principle of law. We're here to demystify black letter law. We're here to demystify things that happen in business and law and where those two meet. And I hope you have fun listening. And now a word from our sponsors. And thank you to our sponsor, Alconus. Alconus is a one-stop resource for all your business and legal support services. Whether you need operations management support, website development, invention prototyping, patent searching, Alconus has it covered. Alconus understands you can't do everything yourself. Virtual operations and HR support, business formations and patent searches, are just a few of the many services they provide either directly or through their network of specialized partners. Allconus serves law firms with professional management support, virtual paralegal assistance, and coordination of outsourced services, including the difficult task of e-discovery and deposition logistics. Think of Allconus as your legal services business concierge. You focus on your core services, and they'll take care of the rest. For more information, visit www.allconus.com. That's allconus.com. Hi, this is Tom Dunlap for Black Letter. Welcome to another fine episode. Today with me we have George Cave, the Senior Vice President at Sandy Spring Bank, the market leader in commercial lending, and Robert Deal, a real estate and commercial uh, investment attorney. I guess at Dunlap Bennett and Ludwig, they work together. They do deals, and let's uh, I guess dig in and learn a little bit about um, George and commercial lending to start. George, welcome to Black Letter. Thank you. Sure. So. Tell us. Tell me a little bit about what. Well, first, what is commercial lending? Because I have a vague idea. You loan money to companies or people. It's not to make TV commercials. It's to do something businessy, commercial. Um, So maybe you can just kind of explain that a little bit.
1: Uh, Sure. Um, Sandy Spring Bank's been around about 150 years, and uh, while we've grown both organically and through acquisition, we're we're pretty much a a uh, full service community bank, um, my area focuses on commercial lending, which literally is our clients on the commercial side are predominantly privately owned businesses that are locally headquartered right right here in your in our uh, in our backyard, that support uh, pretty much everything we do from construction to uh, government contracting um, a lot of family-owned businesses, multi-generational, uh, and we provide uh, banking services. Uh, a lot of what we do is uh, real estate-related, commercial property financing, which uh, Robert works uh, directly with us on uh, supporting. It's a it's a vibrant market, probably might be the best banking market on the planet.
0: So, if I want to buy a building, yes, I can talk to you guys. Yes. If I want to borrow money to start my business or to extend my business, mm-hmm. expand my business, also talk to you guys. Yes, uh, the the start a business can be
1: a little bit more complicated, right. but uh, because that that's nothing open to well, borrow on. Th- there are ways to make that work, but uh, literally we do from from uh, cradle to grave uh, and. Uh, Grave parts not so much fun, I guess. <laughs> that tr- that company or that r- real estate uh, has to be sold to someone else. Cradle to sale. Cradle to, cradle, cradle to sale. There you go. Cradle
0: <laughs> to monetization. Yeah. Cradle to dream. Yeah. Maybe that's it. You want to use that? You can yeah. Just that. go with that. Cradle to dream. Okay. So um, so archives. great. So George, how did you get into commercial lending? I mean, you, you you're excited about it. It seems like mm-hmm. we were talking before the show. Yeah. You told me you you were the market leader, and your bank just acquired Washington First, right? Which is, uh, I guess, another commercial lender that's now part yes. of. And you guys lend in Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. Predominantly, yes. Okay, you also go outside of those regions. Uh,
1: we will follow existing client relationships outside of the market, but uh, I would say that probably ninety percent plus of the uh, the transactions we do are in Northern Virginia, D.C., and suburban Maryland.
0: And how did you get into commercial
1: lending? Uh, a, a very thoughtful process. I graduated from college and needed a job.
0: Okay. And yeah, that, that, was, that was... A lot <laughs> of us get into what we do. <laughs> that, yeah. was,
1: that, was, that was 40 years ago. And to be honest with you, Tom, um, I went, uh, went to work for a commercial bank writer at a college because they had a good training program. And, and I said, I'll do this for a while until I can figure out what I want to do. So where did you graduate from? Uh, University of Virginia,
0: and then what? What bank did you start at?
1: At that, that it was North Carolina National Bank huh. at that time, and in, uh, in, in Charlotte, yeah. that that later became Nations Bank, that's now uh, Bank of America. I remember Nations. Yeah, but I was born and raised in Virginia, and yeah. sort of moved back uh, and went to work for another bank that was that's been acquired and renamed several times uh, in uh, United Virginia Bank in Richmond, but. The key to my to my earlier point about it, I'll go to work for Bang Tuck and figure out what I want to do for a living. In 40 years, I see something new, if not every day, every week. I love working with privately owned companies because you're not only a provider of services, you're a, a consultant. And uh, those those the the commercial clients that need you to be an advisor. Those are the most uh entertaining and, and fun so opportunities.
0: So a couple, couple key words I'm going to key in on here. So I see something new almost every week or every day and entertaining. So I assume that not everything new is awesome or fantastic. Interesting, sure. Challenging. Some, at, at sometimes you run into challenges. I guess that's what keeps it interesting. Mm-hmm. It's funny. When I graduated college, I went straight into commercial banking too. Okay. It was just weird. I worked for a bank called Chemical Bank. Oh,
1: absolutely. I don't know if you've mm-hmm.
0: heard of them because different reason. I was an English major and is the only place- I had friends who worked there, okay. got a job. Manhattan almost killed me and I, I got out of commercial <laughs> banking very quickly. Um, so uh, now in terms of uh, your favorite commercial lending lawyers, I mean, do you have any favorite lawyers? I, I mean, I don't know if, if you do. <laughs> well, I've, I've
1: got one of them sitting here right next to me. Uh, it's, it's interesting that the best relationships, uh, uh, the, the legal... World are key vendors and and, and uh, partners in, right. in, in the in the commercial banking world. We find the best fits are when we we have partnerships with with professionals who live and work in the same community that we do. Gotcha. And yep. uh, you know, r- r- Robert uh, has has been that. Uh, uh, and then Robert came part of your firm that characterizes how you operate. I mean, your your the, the Dunlap practice is is, is more uh, uh, targeted and less geographic than the banking practice. But uh, you know, everything we've got to do, even when we are doing a transaction that costs our client money to to execute, right. they've got to be able to see the value. They want to deal with knowledgeable, engaged. Uh, and, and, and personable folks who can communicate clearly and, and be efficient.
0: So, and Robert's one of those guys? A, a, absolutely. I, I was, you didn't have to say Robert. <laughs> I mean, I know he's here. He was just an option, but he's, he is sitting close. So I think the other reason, maybe, I don't know, you guys both like baseball a little bit? Oh, a little bit. We,
2: we, we got plenty to talk about when, uh, when we get together. When we get together, yeah. So
0: Robert, tell me about how you work with George, what do you guys do together? Uh, Well, I I mean, he's giving people money and you're just charging people money. Is that how that works? Yeah. No,
2: no, no. When I started, uh, my straight out of uh, law school started working for a partner who happened to be the chairman of the board of a local bank that uh, was the Potomac Bank of Virginia, which became part of Sandy Spring in 2006 or 7? Correct. When you say it became
0: as, part of, do you mean as, Sandy was, Spring was acquired was by? Oh, no, we say acquired. We don't say acquired was by, by. But it was, <laughs> it was part of what
2: started, I think, the Fairfax area of practice at gotcha. that point. And one of the first things I started working on on, on my first week of, of practice there was bank loans. And he said, you know, you look at them and people get them. They get their 400 pages or 200 pages of here's everything of fine print. What am I signing? Uh, and, you know, it, everything in there matters to some extent, but really what we're trying to do is is get the, the transaction done for everyone. Uh, you know, we kind of talk a little bit about that, but... The, have, have you that, read all of those pages? I, I've written all of those pages. It's My life is more exciting than you can possibly imagine.
0: Uh, <laughs> and that's not sarcasm, right? You really... Oh, uh, I actually
2: uh, really do like it uh, and all of that, but yeah, it... but. You know they were one of the first things I worked on, and i I really like that because there's that sense of completion at the end of each project in the the loan concept where do I fit in it's It's an interesting thing being lender's counsel because the lender wants to make the loan to the borrower the borrower wants to make the borrow the money and they want to start their business and unlike most things when people think of lawyers where it's adversarial, you know I'm more of the counselor you know that the legal counsel is the person who helps you get it done. Right. The lawyer is the person when you get into an accident or a dispute and you say, you're going to hear from my lawyer. That, that's a different, uh, a different thing. But we're, we're trying to get the deal done, right. and everybody wants it to get done. So my job in it is to protect, protect the bank's investment in the business to help make sure that the borrower can fulfill their obligations, uh, you know, there's collateral involved, but it's it's never the bank's job to be buy property or take the collateral. You want all of this to succeed. And that goes, starts at the beginning of the transaction. So if it closes and it closes efficiently and cost effectively, everybody is happier at the end of the day. And in, in the ability to separate, we've all gotten home mortgages
1: and just almost had to mindlessly sign our name so many times and you're sitting there going well this is what I have to do in order to get my my mortgage on my home commercial loans are a little different in that there's still a lot of paper and it's robert's job to make sure that the legal aspects of the transactions are properly addressed it's my job or my people's job to make sure that the business terms that are negotiated are Accurately and fairly reflected in those documents so that uh, We we want our our borrowers to to read the documents and understand the transaction right, but they don't have to because they are one they, uh They are trusting us because our idea about relationships is that they're they go on forever Right uh, they change and evolve into things is that we want we're we're very invested in the client experience and documenting loans is generally not
0: one of the most enjoyable things uh, our clients have because they're, they're running their business. Robert likes it though. Oh, yes. So, so what makes Sandy Spring Bank, when I look at your competitor banks, you guys are the market leader in the DMV, DC, Virginia, Maryland region, which is fantastic. But what, why? Why is Sandy Spring Bank doing so well? What makes you guys different? We,
1: we think that Uh, I mentioned I'd been in banking for 40 years. I came to work for Sandy Spring uh, six years ago because it was, in my view, the best of both worlds. It was the way banking was in its heyday, but still from a personal touch standpoint, but still able to use technology to create efficiency. Uh, A a great example is... uh, Indi- individual banking relationships, I mean, literally, you don't ever have to set foot in a bank branch. Right. Everybody's got online banking. You can do everything electronically. Uh, in the commercial world, because needs change and they're very they're unique to each individual company, it needs to be a personal eyeball-to-eyeball uh, connection right. with, with the banker. Uh, and uh, we feel like that, that we work hard to make sure that we're doing that as best we can every day. Um, and, and, and by doing that, when something happens, the borrower knows how their banker is going to react because stuff happens. Uh, and we're, you know, in 40 years, I guess I have been a banker through like four different recessions. Our clients tell us the most important thing to them is they can predict how we're going to react and that when we can, we're proactive. But Stuff happens, you know, threatened government shutdowns. Is all of a sudden, people don't have jobs. Right. Uh, you know, the, the, there was a lot more impact to that than than, you, than folks on the street may have known because of the indirect effect of all of those privately owned companies that provide services into the government. So
0: when those things happen, you need to know how your, your banker is going to react. What did you guys do during the government shutdown? You must have a lot of. You must have made a lot of loans to government contractors. And all of a sudden for months, they had no income. So I assume there were some challenges in the banking. I know our clients, as a law firm, we had challenges with our clients. And we put a stay on their their invoices or something. Well, generally
1: generally what we would would do is go to each of those uh, clients and have an individual conversation about how do you see this impacting you? If it happens, if it lasts for 30 days, if it lasts for six months. What do you need? What do you need from us? So okay. that because you know, the core asset for most of those companies is the professional talent, you got to keep meeting your payroll. Yep. You got to keep,
0: keep people busy and paid. Right. And those two things, and it, yeah. It,
1: and to the extent that we can do a good job of maintaining the, the, uh, the concept that we're, we're partners. Yeah. Most of our clients are of a size where we have the pleasure of dealing directly with the, the decision maker, the owner, operator of the business. Right. Uh, which also, go, you know, going back to your uh, Robert's role from a transactional standpoint is that uh, you've got to make a connection. People got to feel like they, they're not just a number. that that you understand what's unique
0: about them. And let's stop for a moment and hear from our supporters. Thank you to our sponsor today, Dunlap-Bennett Ludwig. Dunlap-Bennett Ludwig solves complex business problems with smart solutions, acting as advocates and advisors to their clients with diverse professional backgrounds from MBAs to PhDs to bankers to military officers, real world experience for real world problems. Dunlap, Bennett, and Ludwig doing better law. To find out more, visit www.dbllawyers.com. So I'm taking away that there's, there's two, two main things that Sandy Spring does that are important to you as a banker and that you think your clients drive on. One is the personal connection that you make with them. They can talk to you. It's not a kind of, I won't name any banks' names that uh, I've personally dealt with, but there are some that make it a lot less personal. Um, And then, of course, you also have the technology that the bigger banks have. So they're not losing anything by going to Sandy Spring. What they're gaining is access to somebody they can actually talk to, which is a thing that I think is missing in a lot of industries these days. I really do find that a lot. So what is your, I guess, best between the two of you guys, best funniest deal that you've done together, strangest deal? I don't know. Is there anything funny or strange in commercial finance, or is it all like, "Yep, we did a loan, and it was, you know, just funny because we financed a a clown shop." Um, You know, like what? You know, what is it? What what do you think your best story is? I have I have trouble
2: going with best. Uh, To me, the more unique they are, and the more creative they can be outside of the standard. Here's your promissory note. Here's your deed of trust. Here's your guarantee. Sign here. We're closed. Which Plenty of plenty of good coming from that. Um, it, you know, most of them are the ones where something's gone wrong and we've had to fix it. Where I can start being more creative in the documentation. So tell me about
0: creative financing, guns, Iran Contras, or is it a little bit less than that? Somewhere in between that and the note, it's a
2: little bit. It's a little bit less, but it's, it's there's more there's more unique things that come depending on what the collateral is, what how they want to structure it. More of the interesting things we've had are on. Before they get to loan workout stage. But if, you know, we had one where we, um, it was about four or five years ago, uh, we split the loan into two, and one was performing at a different level, and the other one was re- because of the reporting requirements at that point. So it was right after the, the big recession in uh, 08, you know, and the coming out of that in 11 and 12, that, you know, okay, we're going to use splitter agreements to create a situation where we have one that's performing really well here one over here that we're going to restructure this on a different way and uh, get it so that it can become performing, but it keeps their integrity from a financial standpoint in, you know, in, in good high standards. It keeps the banks in high standards and, and it's a way to solve their problem without having to go you know to the, to the further sides. So
0: So let me rephrase then. So that was good. (laughs) That was legally creative. What was the funniest thing that you guys have had happen? What's this, you know, just strange, something that, that, can you make me laugh, Robert? Or or George? I don't
1: know if this can make you laugh. I'll I'll tell you, this. the trick is to to take something that may be bizarre Mm. and turn it into something that looks normal. Because that's what makes it doable. Tom, the same dynamics that make... Family relationships bizarre. Yes, make banking relationships bizarre because behind whatever that straightforward-looking transaction is, is a bunch of people—some who like each other, some who don't—but they some, all have
0: opinions. Oh, oh, yeah. And in,
1: in, in the I'd say i say funny. This was tragic, but this was a you know a multi-generational. It was a. A business relationship that created a substantial amount of wealth, and then there were next-generation family members who apparently never got along. Wow! And 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 when you get to the the uh, the amazing part of it is when that 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 emotion is so visceral that people can't make logical, rational decisions, and will allow this wealth that grandpa created right. dissipate just because spite they don't want the other. Yeah, wow. Uh, and, and that's not funny. It, it's tragic, but yeah. it's almost like you have to experience it to know that it's possible to yeah. happen now. And that's all happening behind this dull, boring commercial loan transaction. And, um, and you're in the thick of it. Oh, yeah. And you basically, how do I make all of this bizarreness normal. Because right. one thing about banking that's the same today as it was 150, know, 100, years ago? 150 years ago is that people entrust us with their money. They deposit their funds in the bank. In order for the bank to, to operate profitably, we have to turn around and then lend that money to somebody who's going to pay it back. Right. All the technology, all the stuff that goes on is still designed to drive that core business model. Now, banks do a lot of other things, trust, wealth management, insurance, mortgage, and so forth, but without the trust of, of each individual who's willing to open up a deposit account and put their hard-earned money in there, it, it doesn't work, it doesn't happen. Um,
0: you know, I think that falls by the wayside a lot with banking these days, because when I see bank commercials, they're like, we're online and we've got a cafe in our, our lobby, but you know, at, at its core, what you just said really resonates with me and I've I never thought about this. I even worked in banking that really it's about people trusting you and putting their money with you and trusting you that you're going to lend it to someone else. I don't think people think about that or get just generally. I really think people think, well, does it have a Starbucks as part of the, do I get a Starbucks gift card as part of my banking relationship? I think that's a lot of what's, what's happening at the surface level.
1: Remember how much you left in the Beverly Hillbillies episode every now and then Jed Clampett would go down to see Mr. Drysdale and say I want my money. Here's the wheelbarrow. Put it in there for me. Well, it's not here. Oh my gosh, what is it? What where is it? I mean, it literally it, it's the that's how that was my first introduction to what banking was. Right. Uh and uh that did not drive me into the banking industry, though. I, maybe
0: I'm still looking for what I want to do when I grow up. But you know, I've been looking for 40 years, and well, here you're I am. the market leader in what you're doing now. So you can, you know, maybe you can pick your next iteration. Uh, maybe you and Robert are going to own a baseball team. Well, or I'm going to AAA baseball. I, I still think I'm going to be a high school baseball coach.
2: Yeah, but
0: I'll let you know when that pellet works out. <laughs> Plenty of private schools you could lend money to, and probably work your way into that. Right? That's how that works. So, so anything else, Robert, you wanna you kind of want to add about your relationship with, with Sandy Spring and George? And it seems it's, like it's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's pretty much been my entire career. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've
2: been working with, with you guys and other uh, regional and local banks. I really do like working with regional banks like Sandy Spring because the one ability, and you kind of touched on this, is the availability. Mm-hmm. It I represent people the the consumers as well in things and when they especially in land transactions when they have to get something moved or their business transaction and they need to get something refinanced or or amended and if it's at an institution where you don't have the connection you know it's one thing to be able to call and go through the one eight hundred number and right. sit on hold and then get through this and you fill out all the forms it's another to be able to call the senior loan officer who worked on it and say what do i need to do and then you the three of you sit down and you have that conversation two hours later it's fixed there everybody saves money there everybody is better off and the relationship exists and keeps going on and i think right now what i'm seeing in the industry is anytime you can save that time or you know keep those efficiencies better uh, technology is getting so great now, and the availability of you know finding a loan isn't what it used to be of I have to go into five or six banks to start it's you know yeah. you've got the the rocket mortgage and the you know the online things that technology is changing the way that, that things are moving, but nothing is that, that one-to-one interaction and the being being able to know you can call someone. If something is up with it, if something happens, that you have someone you can call directly who's going to pick up the phone and answer and know what you're talking about specifically with your project is, is invaluable and can't be replaced by the- By rocket mortgage? By, by rocket mortgage. Well, I mean,
0: and that's a challenge, right? Because you see they, they advertise like crazy, dropping millions and millions of dollars in advertising. I see them on gas station pumps. Rocket mortgage, click, and they have a little rocket. It's very compelling. But I guess the question is, do you want a loan- that you get with a little rocket ship and a logo and some sales behind it, and then you can't reach anyone because it's a lot of money, right? When you're borrow, when you borrowing money, by definition, whether it's $10,000 or $10 million for you to borrow money, it's by definition to you a lot of money, right? Yeah. Regardless of what it is. I would think that the relationship for me would be the most important thing. Sounds like that drives both of you guys, makes you such good partners that you're it, both kind it, of relationship. It really does,
1: and in, in the, the, it's, it's incumbent on us to be as efficient, right. both time and cost as we can. The, the Rocket Mortgage is a, is, a, is, a, is a good example because after you satisfy the parameters of that mortgage, right. everybody says that it's done based on the premise that circumstances are fixed. There's a loan amount. This is my house. I'm going to live here. I'm going to make mortgage
0: payments. Right.
1: A comparable transaction on the commercial side has multiple times more variables, and those variables, some are fixed, some are in flux. Right. And so the influx is the part where the, the personal relationship allows us to
0: be nimble, to modify, and, and shift. As the business changes to change the relationship. The, the, only change. Way,
1: the only way you can modify your rocket mortgage is to pay it off and go get another one.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, I, that, that may not be totally correct, but it's, it's, it's fundamentally... But it's- and, and it has its place, you know, in, in, in the home mortgage, it's, it's a, a little right. different. I, just, I realize it's not commercial but, lending. But not it, but it, is, no, but it's, it's, it's an important yeah, distinction because yeah. in the home mortgage, it's one of the most important investments someone makes, but it's one of the most important investments they make for their family with their family. Most people don't go into it thinking, oh, I hope my banking relationship is, is solid on this in the same way they do in a business relationship. Because if you're forming a business or you're starting something in that, you're going out beyond. Everybody's got to live somewhere. That, that one's kind of a known entity, but not everybody starts their own business. Not everybody runs or expands. And most people that do don't start a business to operate X. They want to start it. They want it to succeed. They want to grow it. They may want to sell it. They may want to evolve it to something else. They may want to buy another one in all of these things in the business context, the growth and the change is part of the initial thought going into it. And that's where having someone who is going to be a partner in that enterprise and work with you in all of that is so much more important because you know it's going to change. You've, you've anticipated that from the outset. You don't anticipate that your house mortgage payments are going to change unless rates do. But in in that business context, you you want to
0: think about that. You want the borrower to think about that. If you know, I'm a business and I want to buy the building that I want to move into and I've, my business has been going for a little while or it hasn't, how do I get how do I figure out who my commercial banker is? Where do I start? What's the first thing? How do I find a George? Or and a George, obviously you would find a Robert. Robert doesn't get found. Usually it's they're looking for the banker. But how do I how do I find you? How do I I mean there's, you know, I, I see a bank branch there and I see Bank of America there. And I, I just call my consumer bank that I use and say, hey, I need a loan for a commercial. And they refer me to somebody else. But how do I get to you? Um,
1: actually, the, the most productive way mm-hmm. that uh, new clients find us is by word of mouth uh, referral. So that speaks volume.
0: volumes about what you guys do, right? I figured, yep.
1: yeah. Uh, and, and, those, and those folks who have had experience working with us uh, and uh, are willing to put their reputation at at risk to say you need to talk to Sandy Spring Bank right. about this, and what they know, uh, uh, and what we try very hard to have that the, the our persona be is that we're that that while while we're in the business of making loans that's how we make money is that it'll be consultative, and they'll be talking to somebody who uh, will. Influence the decision and how a trend that is in market with right. them is knows the difference between buying a tilt up warehouse in uh, in Percival versus buying a tilt up warehouse in Springfield. Gotcha.
0: Uh, and and I don't even know what that is.
1: Well, what that what it basically is is you know the the, tilt- three, the three rules of uh, of real estate. Location, location, location. Right. <laughs> Tilt up. That, that was just a, a, a way you can construct uh, oh, warehouses. Okay. Uh, okay.
0: Very popular in the uh, data So in other words, like. one location is vastly different from another in terms of both lending and value mm-hmm. and long-term prospects yeah. and how you handle it.
1: And also, too, to say, somebody says, I, I want to buy real estate to locate my business. I can buy this property over here for X or I can buy this property over here for 2X. Right. And you say, I'm going, okay. What's the value of paying 2X? Uh, and then you've also got the issue of, is it, is, are you going to run your business here for the next 20 years? Or do you see yourself running your business here for the next 5 or 10 years and then selling it? A lot of the same kind of decision process people go through when they buy a house. Makes sense. Um, yeah. And what we're saying is the borrower is making an investment. Mm-hmm. And we're making an investment with them, so we have shared interests. Right uh, to Robert's earlier point, uh, you know, when we go through uh, recessions and people are getting their houses foreclosed on, and or their their properties. It's very important to understand that whoever your lender is, they do not want to own your real estate, right? <laughs> uh, and,
0: and because they don't have a dental practice, no, no, and and if or whatever the whatever is in the building,
1: yeah, in a in a in a, in a bank
0: is absolutely the
1: worst one to be trying to sell real estate yeah. because you know for
0: so you'll do everything you can to try to figure out a way to make it work. Yeah, Got we to want you?
1: to help people make good decisions, and uh, and so and. and And hopefully, that's the the feel that we give them. And and so that when they get referred in to us, they're getting referred in by someone. Now, we've done a lot more mass marketing. So particularly in Virginia, after we did our acquisition a couple of years ago, to make sure to get get more on-the-street brand recognition. Yeah. Uh, But the the, the key is, I mean, it is all about your reputation in the market. Uh, Right. Because you don't know somebody, you know somebody who you knows them. The, the degrees of separation are really aren't that great. I mean, as it's, it's big as the greater Washington region is, it's amazing how intimate a community.
0: Right. So, so I guess the, the three big takeaways I'm getting from everything you've said, George and Robert, is the first, I think, it's kind of like location, location, location. It's um, relationship, relationship, relationship. It seems like that in everything you said, Partnering with your clients, partnering with the attorneys, partnering, making sure that you're kind of in lockstep with their goals, because you're going into a venture together. So right. biggest takeaway is that relationship drives all. Um, and then the second takeaway is that it's important for a banker, as a partner to, I guess, um, understand the marketplace and have the resources to be able to understand the marketplace and help the client. And then uh, third takeaway that I'm getting from our conversation. Uh, is that there are, I guess, um, other op- other banks out there that might not focus on a relationship that might uh, have slightly better rates. So I guess at the end of the day, you have to figure out what you value the most long term. Uh, so is, is that right, or do you guys have a what? What Robert, you want to amend I, my my third I, takeaway? I, I or it, amend it my important. first. I mean it.
2: No, I, I think you you've hit the nail on the head. It's each individual person has to. Assess what's best for them and what's most important. There's a lot of resources out there. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there are lenders, there are different places you can go, there's different sellers. And do I want to pay more to be in downtown Arlington than I do in Ashburn, than I do in Percival, because you're further away? Do I want to pay a higher rate to Bank X, a lower rate, not worry about, you know, the growth with it, cover that in? You know, each individual person has to assess what are the things important to can them. Can
0: you help them do that? Can George and, right. and, and Robert, and I can think you guys, and I think do, you guys do that for
2: clients? Absolutely. And you know, I just as I know Sandy Spring has a, a long thing of of attorneys and we work with a lot of banks. We work with borrowers. Part of it is getting that right fit. And that that's where it's important. And to George's point where he said that, you know, we we, we want you to succeed. Right. You know, if, if the bank is, if the underwriting and the relationship is right, the institutional knowledge is going to say, when you come in, I want to buy this building here. Can I borrow some money to do so? That might not work. That's not, we're, we're running that through what we've seen, and I don't know that that's going to work for us. It may work for someone else, and, and we may be able to help you find those people, but you know, there's, there's a lot of knowledge in this. And I think everybody should take advantage of that because, you know, that if, if you go to a bank and they've made 10,000 loans, you probably haven't borrowed on 10,000 loans, but they've seen the ones that work and that's true across the board.
0: So, so really then I'm going to amend my three R's. It's relationship, resources, and then the rationale, right? The rationale behind the decision. So those, those seem to be the three things that you guys drive It You can help with the rationale and help the client make the decisions. Um, you have the resources to do so, especially being the market leader. And then third, the relationship drives all of these things. At the end of the day, that's kind of the overarching Absolutely. key thing. Um, so just awesome. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to add, but I I think I I want to thank you for both for joining us on the Black Letter podcast. Sure. Um, My pleasure. And I'll thank our guests. Uh, So thanks again to George Cave and Robert Deal for joining us on Black Letter. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Find us wherever you get your podcasts at Apple, iTunes Store, or Google Play, and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thanks for joining us on Black Letter.